Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny King with another episode of The Johnny King Show. I'm psyched to have an amazing guest with me, Sean Burroughs, all the way from Florida. He's a former active duty Marine non-commissioner and officer, father, health insurance broker, and now, uh, most importantly, a motivational speaker. So, Sean, thanks for being with me, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to have you. Um, and I love that you're, I'm mean, a big part of your, seems like, the new passion is getting into the, the motivational speaking. Um, and your story is a very intriguing one. So I'm excited to kind of get into it and hear how things are with you. But uh, if you don't mind, maybe you could tell us a little bit more for those who don't know you, just a little bit more about your your past and your, uh, your formal bio. <laughs> wow, good. Um, well, well, thanks again for having me. It's definitely, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And more about me. It's just, like I said, former active duty Marine. I've done a bunch of other stuff uh, in, in my, my past professions um, in the, uh, from sales to financing and banking, and property management, facilities management. But uh, now I've found myself just about five years ago, starting another company uh, in the insurance world as an insurance broker. And, you know, it, it, that's just got off the ground, uh, off, off and running. Pretty excited about it, uh, but at the same time, uh, in the midst of all this crazy chaos and and everything, uh, I found my voice, uh, being able to share. And like you said, you know, there's a lot of people or some people that have decided to take this on, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, the whole motivational speaking, because with what's going on in the world and where things are going, we need a constant source of positive to keep us focused in the right direction and remembering what we're here for and what we're doing and why we're doing it. So, but yeah, so that's, I'm totally excited about it. Uh, the name of the company, Burroughs Motivation, things are on the grow, things are on the rise. And I'm super, super excited about uh, where this is going. So. That's cool. Really, really cool. And I think it's, uh, you touch on a good point, which is, I mean, everyone has various vocations, right. Um, and yet the same at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all have, you know, uh, same color blood rolling through our veins. And, but, but what dictates the successful from the people that, uh, unfortunately, you know, pass away with, with regrets of things they didn't take action on or dreams that weren't realized, you know, what, what is it that, uh, that you've taken from your, let's even just say your, your active duty, years that translates into the the motivational work that you do now well you'd have to think really it's just that that drive the, the ability to create a resolve in an instant um not really not really pushing back so much on why but when when and how there's not really time to to, to think about um you know well maybe you should try this maybe you should try that it's like no Forming quick decisions, being able to formulate a plan on the fly, and also take others' input into how to execute. That's a big thing that I've taken from the Marine Corps, is being able to work as a team, being able to, um, you really find out who you are and what you're made of. Uh, there, there's a crazy, crazy story. Uh, at boot camp. Everybody has a boot camp story. So here's mine. So boot camp, pretty simple. I was a squad leader uh, from day one. So that doesn't happen often. Most people get fired from here and there, but um, drill instructors were just running through the squad bay, just kind of crazy. And it was, it was really funny because we were, we were messed up, you know, a bunch of 18, 20 year old kids, you know, straight from their mom's house uh, doing stupid stuff. And they were calling us out on it. And at the end of the day, they found a bunch of stuff that they should have found. Not anything crazy, just like contraband, peanut butter. Heck, we get hungry. Um, and they ripped the squad bay apart and they fired everybody. And, you know, he got in their face, pretty typical Marine Corps style. 
and you're fired, you're fired. And, and I was like, no. It's like, whoa, wait, wait, huh? <laughs> you know? So even at that point, knowing that I wasn't going to let anybody knock me off of my game. No. Yeah, we have setbacks, but you know what? I'm going to fight for it. Even if it, for lack of a better phrase, even if it gets me killed in a drill instructor sense, I'm going for it. I don't care. I'm leaving it all on the table. And so many people refuse to do that in life because it is hard, because it is challenging. It's like, you know what? What do you have to lose? You know, what's the worst thing that, they, what's the worst thing that you can do? Fail. You know, what's the worst thing that could have happened to me in that situation? I, I would have gotten fired, <laughs> you know, and, then, and that's it. They couldn't kill me. They couldn't bruise me. They could, they'd have just worked me a little harder. That's about it. And, and I think if more people had that type of thought process or even knew that they could do it and tap into that, there'd be so many more things realized in their personal life and their professional life and their spiritual life that there'd be more fulfilled lives. You know, people live more fulfilled lives. You know, what I love that what you said there is too, is like a lot of people are in reaction to whatever circumstances life throws at them, right? Life is happening to them versus life happening for them. And the power of no, of saying no is, is a, uh, resonates with me in that, in that story, but also just in, in life because you don't always have to say yes mm -hmm. to everything i definitely feel like in, in the work i do with men there's a lot of men who just say yes they're yeah. yes men to everything yeah. and then they get burnt out they get strung out um there's uh, and maybe things happen to them and they're just like okay well you know i gotta roll over and take this one as well where you you were kind of put in that position where they were up in your face and you're like no no i'm i'm i'm, I'm good i'm this is what i'm gonna do and i think that's probably i would imagine what some of those leaders love to see is like okay this is the type of fight that we want to see in our men you know um so that's, i think that's a pretty cool example i'm glad you told that story so are there are there any other examples uh of where you've had to say no so that you can say yes to other things in your life i'm yeah. kind of putting you on the spot on that one no it's okay um you know we talked uh, you know previously about a little bit of the backstory and, you know, when I went through that phase in 2014, 2015, where I, you know what, I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's two things, two times in your life where you're going to act or react is one when you're extremely mad or one, the other when you're extremely scared. And in that 2014 time period, when I went through that whole homeless stage of dealing with that mess, <clears throat> there's mm -hmm. so many people that have, would have resolved to drugs and, and, and all that other stuff. I was in California, away from my family, away from anybody that I knew. And that was a time where I just said, you know what? I refuse to go peacefully into that darkness. Ain't no way in the heck that's gonna happen. And I just literally with nothing, like repoed my car, nothing. Like, dude, you just took my house. <laughs> now what? You will, you, if you had that dog, if you had that fight, if you had that grind, you're going to figure it out. It's not going to be pretty, but it has to be done. And so many people just, they just throw up their hands. Like, you know what? I'm out. What am I going to do? Yeah, you could do that. And you have the right to do that. And it's your prerogative, but you also have to take everything that comes after that. But if you keep fighting and you, you sell out on yourself and just <clears throat> grind it out, it's going to make sense if you do enough of the right yeah. things for the right reasons. Everything has to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And, if, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to be better, you got to do better. And that's one of those are my taglines for, for Burroughs Motivation is that yeah. if you want to be better, you got to do better. And the things mm -hmm. that you've accomplished up to this point in your life has happened because of the things that you've grown through. Mm -hmm. And the things that you want to accomplish in your life means you can't stay where you are. You have to grow further. And those yeah. are things that I take in myself every single day. And it's like, you know what? People give the accolades. And I, I try to keep the humility at, 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 at high because mm -hmm. it allows me to stay in the growth phase and still overcome those challenges, overcome those struggles. So, yeah, that's, that's one of those crazy things that happen in life that yeah. I'm not going to go peacefully into that darkness. I'm going to fight yeah. for it.
Yeah, that's good. And it, it, I remember you mentioned your, your motto, like, if you want to be better, you got to do better. I think that's, that's a, a powerful one. Um, because I think that it goes hand in hand. And a lot of times, if you want to do better, you got to be better, you know, and there's, the, there's that kind of balance between being a human being and a human doing, you know, because you can be a certain way. But if you don't do anything, you have you don't have a legacy uh, of well, the legacy is a, a, a melding of the two, right? Being, doing, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think it's, it's pretty, uh, resonates a lot for me. And it, it makes me, uh, as you kind of talked about the repo story, I know you told me it when we chatted earlier offline, but I'd love to kind of go back and, and tell some people just how far you've come. And, and I think a lot of guys who are listening um, are going through some shit. And uh, it's, it's nice to, to hear when men, other men have gone through similar uh, in their own ways and have been able to, to pull out of the nosedive, so to speak. So if you don't mind, maybe share a little bit more of that backstory. Not a problem. Not a problem. So, you know, so back, to, you know, remember, I've had like 32 jobs, you know, in my career. So I'm, I would consider myself, it's a joke. I consider myself an honorary Jamaican, you know, I have like 32 jobs, the milkman, the milkman, the fireman, everything. Right, right, right. Uh, look back to an old in living color uh, skit that they did, which is absolutely hilarious. Anywho. Um, yeah. So I came out of 2013, 2014. I spent some years in the pest control world, lived in Northern Virginia, just got done. I was just fed up with it. 20 years in that area, you'll either thrive or you'll get chewed up. And I was done. For 20 years, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I'm checking out. I'm getting out of here. And that's when I moved back to New York to be closer to my daughter. So I'd been at that time, before I made that move, I was doing some decent for myself. I was making a decent income. Um, but I went, you know, just by making a series of decisions and taking responsibility for those decisions. That's the other key is taking responsibility of those decisions, whether they be good or they be bad. It's nobody else's fault that you're in the crap that you're in. No way, but you cannot change that until you own it. So when you own your darkness, that's when you're able to rise up. And I'll get back to that in another time. But so moving from Northern Virginia, I took a huge pay cut trying to get to New York. Things weren't panning out there. Moved to California chasing after a uh, sheriff's position out there because they still took old people and that was kind of nice. At the time, I wasn't necessarily a spring chicken, but I can outwork most of them. And uh, that's when everything just went to heck in a handbasket. I moved 2,800 miles in two and a half days for everything that I'd had set up to be gone literally instantly. Wow. So, you know, the, the housing situation that I'd had set up was gone. The little job, side job that I had set up, gone. Everything. I was sitting there, all my worldly possessions in my, you know, Jetta, <laughs> and I had to make a phone call to a person that was gracious enough to allow me to come and crash for a couple of days. And then began the homeless thing. You know, that's, it's literally, I had nothing, I had nothing, nowhere, nobody. And I had to figure it out. I just literally had to figure it out. I didn't blame anybody. I wasn't trying to hold somebody else accountable. And the funny thing about it is I did it and nobody else knew about it. I, I kept it to myself because why am I going to force my situation on somebody else? I grabbed, I, I was grabbing for information, but I wasn't going to let anybody else into that darkness because it wasn't their responsibility. It was mine. It was my responsibility. I got myself there and I had to get myself out. So I'm living in my car and doing some couch surfing. And one day I went in to take the assessment test for the sheriff's exam. And I came out and my car was gone. It was gone. And I'm like, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm doing everything in my power to, to take steps forward. And that was just a straight right in the between the eyes. I mean, that was cold cocked, you know, you know, <laughs> while you're down. Yeah. And instead of instead of just folding, it's like, okay. All the stuff that I owned was in the car. Everything, everything I, was everything was in the car, and now it was gone. And I had to number one find out where it was, and then you know try to figure out some other type of uh, solution. And I made a couple phone calls to a, a guy that I'd never met. I met once at a car show, and he and his wife took me in for a couple a uh, couple weeks. And and it was the bounce. You know, that was the the first bounce. 
So you got to look at those situations where in the worst, it's not meant to break you. It's meant to wake you up. It's like, yeah. okay, now what are you going to do? You got to mm-hmm. earn your place in society. It's not going to be given to you. Where I ended up now uh, owning the insurance company and, and, and doing well, um, you know, I, I sometimes joke and say I'm balling on a budget, but I understand that I'm not trying to speak that because I want more than what that's going to give me. And I want to impact more. So I got to stop saying that. So <clears throat> catch me saying that, check me on it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you've got to be willing to, to, to push forward, push through that garbage and any circumstance, any situation you can choose and say, you know what? I'm out. You can tap out. And that car situation <laughs> was more than enough to say, you know, I had, it, it wasn't pretty, but it was, it was, it was working for me. I worked mm-hmm. a way to, to make it work. And then it pushed me out to that other boundary of, okay, let's take that away from now. What do you, do? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you know, what do you do? Do you, do you call your family and have them come and pick you up or send something? You can, then there's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't have that situation. I didn't have that ability. I literally had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I was at that doorstep of, uh, despair, if you will. And, and, and I just doubled down on myself and all right, I can outwork the problem mm-hmm. and, and just got to work mm-hmm. walking, walking long stretches because you ran out of money for the, the, the bus, you know, I had a little telecommunications job, not telecommunications, telemarketing job where they were kind of doing some shady stuff behind the scenes. And I was like, you know, I can't be a part of this, <laughs> you know, and I had to, I had to call it because I was trying to get into the sheriff's department and, and those things, that shady business and the sheriff's work, I don't want my name associated with that. So you, again, mm-hmm. have to make hard decisions. Do I stay making this money that I'm a little mm-hmm. bit of money or do I bank on my future? And, mm-hmm. and that's some of the things that people really need to think about their own situation. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. where are my crossroads? Uh, do, do I do I take the easy route or do I, I, I bank on myself and self-preservation, self, you know, self-awareness, all that stuff, you know, double down on yourself. So mm-hmm. there's so many things that you've said that I, I'd love to go off on so many different tangents. The one of the things I think just to give you props is like you said, there's so many people who given the situations that you've been in probably multiple and throughout your life, could you very well could have gone down the path of alcohol or drugs or violence or whatever, right? <clears throat> you did not. It seems like you have a, a very strong sense of integrity uh, with your word and with your sense of, of yourself as a man, right? And I think your humility, because um, I think another thing that guys are up against oftentimes is their ego that gets in the way of asking for help and you just picked up the phone guys that you only met once or you, someone else you hadn't totally ever met in person, just literally at that point, picking up the phone with humility <laughs> and a lot of grace being like, yo, uh, I need some help. And it's amazing how when you lead with that vulnerability, people oftentimes respond with, with love and graciousness of being like, absolutely, I got you, you know, um, versus, well, a lot of times when, when guys don't want to show that, you know, they're, they're, they're faking it, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to show Cause I'm, I'm thinking about guys cause I do the men's work, but this is men and women in general, like our egos keep us from wanting to look like we're, we're failing, but to, to be even without your home, without your car, that's, that's rock bottom for a lot, <laughs> a lot of people. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's all, it it's really is. Cause I mean, it, that whole situation took me to places where I had never even imagined I would be. I was like, you know what? And, that, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual guy, not a religious guy. And that's, you know, I know whose I am and I know who I am. And that's that's just how it is. So, you know, but I was just like, God, there's no something good has to come from this because this don't make no daggone sense. There has to. And, and believe it or not, I literally would sit in the car at this safe parking area. And I'm just like, God, what is, I don't know what's going on. I have no clue what, where this is going, but I know it's going to be good. I, it has to be good because it can't get any worse than this. I mean, 
you you either splat when you get to rock bottom or you bounce. I was bouncing. I, I mean, I took some tumbles and I got bruised. There ain't no doubt. But being able to submit to a higher being, a higher calling, that is so important, Whether whatever it is, whatever your spiritual walk is, the universe, God, whatever, whatever, you got to submit your ego to that because until you do, it's going to keep it, it's going to wear you out. <laughs> it is going to wear you out. But once you do that and you, you build that belief in yourself, then you can start doing things. Then things start popping off here and there and small pieces here. And you start connecting those small pieces, which then creates the, the end, not the end of the story, but the, the, the fully coming out of that darkness was moving to Florida. And for me, it was moving to Florida and, and changing jobs because of what was going on, you know, hard charger coming out of the Marine Corps, you know, I was long gone out of the Marine Corps, but I still had that discipline, that drive, that hustle and not fitting into traditional corporate life. Um, but knowing, hey, it's time to get out of Dodge, it's time to get out of Dodge, you know what I'm saying? He's gotta, if it's not advancing me, I gotta move. Um, and moving to Florida and, and getting into making a, another poor decisions, just because you make a decision to change your life doesn't mean the problems are gonna stop. It just means you're, you're gonna test you. How serious are you making those decision changes? How serious are you about making those, those changes that you say like, okay, let's test you, boom. Let's drop that into your mix. How do you deal with that? Well, wait, I wasn't expecting to get married and, you know, and then finding out that that individual wasn't the right person for me and having to eat the crow and say, you know what? That was dumb. That wasn't probably the best decision, <laughs> but allowing yourself to make bad decisions and grow from them, not make bad decisions and blame somebody else. Again, key word is don't make decisions and blame somebody else. It's on you. You make the decision with the information that you have in front of you, good or bad. It doesn't matter. It's just as long as you learn from it and you take the, you do some self-reflection and say, hey, screwed up here, did good here. Let's click a plan, move forward. So moving to Florida, changing jobs, getting married, getting out of that marriage and building my business in the insurance world. Um, it's allowed me to start to grow and start to live that, that uh, the, the American dream if you will, you know, private business ownership, being able to work for myself, owning a home, you know, that was huge from, so if you do the math from, from 14 to 19 was like the darkest time, but it allowed me to build enough of a foundation to be able to purchase a home by myself. Huge. Five years. That doesn't happen. You know, there's higher beings come into play, you know, a lot of eat and crow, a lot of knee males, if you will, <laughs> you know, um, and, and just really owning your stuff and fixing your crap and, and opening yourself up to the point where you look at all the ugly bits, not just all the pretty ones, don't blow smoke, figure it out. And it sucks when you have to eat crow. It really does because they don't give you any seasoning for that crap, but you have to do it. You have to do it. Because if somebody else forces you to, to discipline yourself to do what they want you to do, you should be able to discipline yourself to get what you want. Hands down. So. Yeah. Amen. And I, and I feel like some of the things that we're talking about, the themes I'm hearing you pick up on oftentimes is like humility, taking responsibility, right? Resourcefulness, right? So a lot of those things, the ego tends to, uh, to eliminate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then just, just, just having the faith that things are going to work themselves out, you know, because you, you definitely have been in situations now telling your story and it's a powerful story of, of, uh, like you said, bouncing versus splattering, right. <laughs> um, and, and just kind of being at a disadvantage to maybe other people for one reason or another, and just, just saying, you know what? Okay cool. You know, like you said, eating crow, but you've, you've also, as your motto says, you, if you want to be better, you got to do better. You've actually been at the plate swinging the bat versus a lot of people who are scared to, to even have to eat crow at all 
So they won't even get up. They won't even swing the bat. You've taken more hacks, right? It's like Michael Jordan saying, like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So you're taking tons of shots. And over time, you learn, right? You're like a consummate entrepreneur. You're just, you just keep course correcting and you figured your way out, right? Is that surmise what, what you've been saying? 100% accurate. I mean, yeah. definitely, definitely accurate yeah. there. It, it, there's so, so many people want to start off doing something with the guarantee that it's going to work. It's like, dude, no, there's no guarantees. I tell, I teach it with my, my agents in the insurance world. I teach them, listen, you don't know if, if that lead needs your assistance or not until you call them. And if they, if they say no, okay, fine. You move that one to the, you know, the dead pile, you move on to the next one, but you're never going to make any money if you don't pick up the flipping phone. I mean, you don't know what's on the other end. No clue, but from doing the work, sowing the seed, I make a lot of farming analogies and I've never grown up on a farm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you don't sow the seed, I mean, really, yeah. if you think about it, you think about it, if you don't sow the seed, you, how are you going to ever get a crop? But nobody ever, everybody's talking about the seed and the fertilizer and all that stuff. What happens in the first step? The first step is somebody's got to tear up that ground and you are the ground. You got to, you got to disrupt something. You've got to tear that up. You've got to be able to make it so that you can even start to water or before you even lay a seed, you got to till the ground. You got to, you got to add nitrogen. You got to add all these other things just to get to the point of making it fertile ground. Then you can start to plant. And even every time you do that and you do it properly, doesn't mean every seed's going to take. And you're going to have some crow that's going to come and eat the seed and take off. And you're going to have some seed that just didn't work. And there's going to be some rocks that you forgot to pull out. There's going to be weeds in the garden. You got to go through all that stuff. But it doesn't mean that you can't be a farmer. It doesn't mean that you can't have prize winning crops or whatever, be able to sustain a, a country or whatever you want to do. It just means that you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and let's roll up our sleeves and make it happen. And you'll yeah. be a successful farmer as long as you don't quit. And you'll be a successful person in life as long as you don't quit. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like what you said about like, you got to till the soil first and foremost for it to, and it reminds me of that, uh, a quick little story of one of my favorite guys. And again, I'm, I'm, I'd say more spiritual than religious as well, but uh, certainly a believer And Bishop T.D. Jenks said, I saw him on, on YouTube at one point and he said, um, <clears throat> you know, with the story of, Jesus and the, the loaves and the fishes and feeding the multitude, you know, they said, Oh, we only have six baskets of fish and three baskets, whatever loaves of, I don't know the whole story, right. By heart. But uh, in the Bible, it talks about how Jesus broke the bread and then blessed it. And TD Jenks said, is it so interesting that he had to break it first before he blessed it? That. And I'm like, man, like it's, it's just to your point. It's like a lot of times I think in this life, we kind of have to be broken and we have to surrender, which is what you said, <clears throat> before we are given the bounty that that we're, we have all the uh, ability to receive, right? But a lot of times it's the humility through the breaking that then you're willing to actually receive versus you having the, the need to have control over everything. Because I think that's the biggest addiction that we have as human beings is control, right? So oh it sounds like, sounds like you've, you've learned that in spades allowed you to, to change your trajectory of your life yeah for sure it's it's a hard thing to do because we are selfish people we want to control everything we want to be the the master of our destiny or the master of whatever man you know sometimes you got to know when to sit you behind down you know sit down and re figure this out first then you go to the next step don't even worry about what's going on you know whatever johnny's doing or or jerry's doing man don't worry about them Run your race. This is for you. Your humility is for you. Your sacrifice is for you. Then it becomes for someone else. Then you can't, you cannot serve anybody from an empty plate. It ain't happening. I don't care how hungry you are. You got, you, you can't. You got to take care of your own house first. Then you can sow into other people or then you can give back. But and it's funny that you mentioned you've mentioned the break because I thought this morning I I had this routine that I go through I've gotten away from it I'm getting back into it but I get into 
First thing in the morning, I, I start my day with some type of motivational something. Or I got to start my day off right, man, because all the crap that's going on, I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm sorry. I ain't, ain't doing it. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. But I own my responsibility and I control what goes into my head. So I start my day off with motivation. I get my state going. And today was um, specifically said, sometimes you have to be broken <laughs> in order to heal stronger. I have a bro I had a broken leg that broke 20, my son's what, 21 now, 20, 20 years ago. And I, I still have the rod and I could still jump and hop and run, but it's stronger than ever. So if you don't get broken, if you don't go through the fire, you know, and I, I did a talk on this on, on the YouTube channel um, recently is that, you know, the fire is not meant to consume you. The fire is meant to purify you. The fire is to extract all that stuff that's not supposed to be there out. You know, and then you can be shaped, then you can be molded that, but it gets hot. <laughs> you are not melting anything with a matchstick. <laughs> You've got to be put in some intense thousands of degrees temperature in order to get to that point where you can then start to cool. And that cooling process is just as bad as the heating process because it goes from hot to instant cool. And what happens in that phase, I don't know if you've ever watched a crazy show, Forge and Fire, if they don't quench it properly and there's some cracks and there's impurities in there, when they put it under pressure, you strike something, it's going to break. I, I'm not meant to be broken. So I'm going to keep that fire going, man. Every once in a while, you start to see yourself drifting off, jump back into the fire. Yes, it's not meant to consume you. It's going to be hot. It will force you to change yourself. It's going to force you to look at all those crazy, ugly bits and get rid of them. Friends, family, associates. Yeah, where's your family? You love them. You got to love them. You don't have to necessarily hang out with them, but you got to love them. But you got to be able to remove yourself. And, and, or as the kids nowadays say, level up. Damn, I just made myself sound old. Uh, <laughs> you got to level up. And that means you get good at one level. And then you get to that next level and you're playing. You're like, why can't I get past like the, the, even two yeah. seconds in this game? It's the same situation. It's the same scenario. You know, video games have created a blueprint of how life should be done. You keep trying. You keep trying. Every once in a while, you get sick and tired and you set it down. And then you pick it back up. It takes a little bit of time to get back to where you were. But then you, oh, my, look at that. That became more clear to me. Same thing with life. Sometimes you got to sit behind down in the corner, take a break, take some counsel, you know, and then jump back into it. It's like, okay, that happened. Everything happens when it's supposed to. But if you don't get in the game, you might miss your spot in line. So. I think it's interesting, too, because I've been watching Fortune Fire on Netflix <laughs> or whatever it's on. Uh, and it is pretty cool because um, – I actually was an artist and I got an art degree in college. So I've always been an artist and yet uh, I see myself using my art skills in different areas of my life. But when you watch that show and they're, and they're blowing glass, um, man, like, yeah, it, obviously they have, I forget what they call it. They're, they're oven. Right. But they have to be uh, so intentional with something that is so fragile. Right. And there's plenty of times throughout the show when they're, they're, they're hustling times getting, you know, they're getting stressed. They're not as careful as they should be and they lose it all. You know, it shatters on the floor and you're like, oh my gosh. So it's very interesting to see a medium that is so fragile potentially, but so mm -hmm. beautiful as glasses, right? But requires such uh, extreme temperatures from heat to, to cold water and that sort of thing. And again, it makes me think of a, a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Right. Uh, again, I don't know why I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about different Christian stuff in this episode per se, but I did like the point that he said, um, at least in the Bible, all the stories that for me being a Christian were raised with. Mm -hmm. If you think about all the stories that I've, I'm familiar with, with like Daniel in the lion's den and, um, you know, Moses in the Red Sea, like when, at what point in the story did God show up? And he always would show up, not before, let's say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped into a fiery furnace. He showed up once they were in it. So to your point, 
<laughs> God, the universe, mother nature, whatever you want to call it, that divine source, a lot of times won't show up until you're in the shit, yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not before. Right. <laughs> but a lot of times we don't want to take the risk, you know, and, and take that we're scared, but it's mm -hmm. actually, once we take the risk, does God actually show up, you know, or the, or the resources or the, that sort of thing. So I, I'm, I'm glad you, yeah, knowledge. knowledge. Right. To your point, which is like, get in the game, you know, take the shot. Right. And you're a living proof of how that, that uh, recipe really works out, you know, and it's not easy, you know, it's not, <laughs> not easy at all. <laughs> no. Not even close. <laughs> right. When somebody takes all your baking pans and they tell you to bake a cake, it's like, how do you dang on mine? What the heck? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But again, the reason why you don't always have to have the resources, you just have to be resourceful. And, and it seems like the, the thing that kind of keeps coming back in with, with your story too, is not only that, that you've been extremely resourceful throughout your life, you know, uh, but it's just been your mindset. When, when you could have been um, hating on yourself, um, beating yourself up, you, you've been positive in a lot of those instances when you could have gone negative. Would you say that's the case? Yes, yes. And it's, and a lot of people see it, and I get people that say it all the time, Sean, yours is so positive, Sean, you're this and that. I was like, yeah. Do you realize the amount of pressure and intensity it takes to stay there? Just because you make the decision doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Everything in their brother is coming to take you out, <laughs> you know, everything. And it's just, number one, you got to prove to yourself. And my, if you're being shown it, that means you can grow through it. And if you're not, if it's not being shown to you, if it's not been in your face, it, you know, that it, it means it's not for you. But if you're being shown it, it's like, this is, you're worthy, number one, to have it. Number two, you have to, you have to convince yourself that it's being shown to me that I can have it. So you got to sell yourself on the situation. And then you just got to do the work. You just got to do the work at all. Not just what it takes, but whatever it takes. And that's just that little bit of extra oomph mm -hmm. that most people will quit at. You know, mm -hmm. most people are like, oh, I, I tried. And, and don't get me wrong. I have eaten way, I've marriages, bad relationship. I mean, seriously, most people are like, why should I take your advice? Because I've been there. I built the fire. I walked through the fire, kicked over the fire, sold t-shirts next to the fire, put that fire out <laughs> and said, I'm out. I'm done. I ain't got time for this no more. Because you're entitled. The only time you'll ever hear me use that word entitled, you're entitled to get whatever you want. But you have to do the work. Yeah. You'll be sitting around waiting for somebody to rescue you. That's the thing coming. It's not yeah. coming. But you will have all the tools and the resources you need in order yeah. to get yourself out of the situation. Mm. Once mm. people take personal responsibility mm. for their situation, mm. their whole world, doors open up because mm. you're no longer expecting somebody to do something for you. You're going after yeah. it yourself. Yeah. And if you don't have it, and I tell people this all the time about me, I, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't, I don't have some of the trappings of success that most people would have. And it's because I haven't worked hard enough for it. I haven't earned it. I don't expect anybody to give me anything, nothing. Yeah. I'll bust my tail and work for it. And that's both a blessing and a curse because if I don't have it and I want it, that means I got to get out there and work for it and I got to make it happen. So I can't look at anybody else and say, well, you held me back or you did this. No, you looking in the mirror, didn't get your butt up and do what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. Now go make it happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's interesting. I, I think along those lines, but also maybe switching gears. I hope you don't mind me asking, you know, in terms of entitlement, especially in this country, privilege, uh, the conversation privilege over this past year, uh, the conversation around George Floyd and, and racial justice. How have you dealt just being in the, the black community with, I mean, I have a bunch of friends here in town uh, that are black and, and they, some of them are on both sides of the spectrum, you know? Um, and talking about responsibility, I just feel like there's a lot of things that have gone down, gosh, throughout human history. But let's just say just over this past year where people aren't taking responsibility for their actions, let's say. Um, being, just being a man, 
regardless of skin color, but being a black man, uh, you know, how have you kind of worked your way through just all of the turmoil that's gone on in this country when you and I were in the, we're in this service of helping people regardless of race and everything else or gender, just helping them level up. Cause I feel like you have such a huge heart to give to people. Right. But there's also so much anger and animosity and just sadness, like the, the darkness that's kind of in the world right now. How are you personally dealing with that and helping people get through it? If you don't mind me ask. Well, you, you first have to understand where you are. You got to understand where you personally are. Not mm-hmm. Stop trying to take on the, the world's you know, weight. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that did that a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. He, they, they put him up in a tree, nailed him to a cross. He got that. I ain't got to do that no more. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to own the space that I'm in. And again, take responsibility for your actions. And it, it's part of the model. If you want to be better, do better. That means you're going to have to make some hard flipping decisions. I don't need to be hanging out with them people. I don't need to be hanging out with them people. No, I'm not going to buy into a situation just because I am of a certain whatever. No, do you run your race? I've lived 45 years. I I, I joke about it, but it's true. I've lived 45 years. I ain't been shot at yet. It's because I live my life in a certain way. Call me a sellout, call me whatever you want, but I guarantee you won't call me two things, an employee and lazy. It ain't going to happen. That's not, that's not me. I don't, again, I don't expect nobody to give me anything. So in order, and, and the greatest thing about this country is you can say and do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. But dot, 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 you now open up the whole world of stupid <laughs> because <laughs> people are going to judge you. People are going to say whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's, well, they shouldn't judge me. Well, you shouldn't say what you got, you know, yeah. don't be stupid. Don't be dumb. Don't do it. You know, just where do you want to go and align your actions to your vision? Mm-hmm. Hands down, it doesn't matter white, blue, green, gay, transgender, whatever. Align your mm-hmm. actions to your vision. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, yes, there's going to be stuff that comes all around you. Just keep focused on what you're doing. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Yes, you're going to take bruises. Yes, you're going to get hit. Yes, you're going to be slightly oppressed or whatever the situation is. But none of the things that have happened in our past stayed there. All the things, we've grown through it. We've grown through it. It, You don't have to be violent. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Live your life the way you expect people to treat you. Hands down. If me, the way that I talk, if that shoots somebody off or sets them off, so be it. Okay, fine. But I'm going to be able to be able to play in multiple different environments. One of the things that I'd said as even a little kid is, I want to know what's going on on both sides of the track so that I can pick my path and do me. If I can be put in any type of situation, you can put me in a boardroom, I'm going to grind. You can put me on the in the hood, I'm going to hang out because I like, I'm a car guy. I like my bling. So my Chrysler is going to be on point, whatever. But at the same time, you put me in a room with a bunch of businessmen, we're going to handle business and we're going to get down and make some things happen. We're going to change some lives. We're going to make some people happy. You get into veterans, you know, I, I, I network with a large group of uh, a veterans organization here in Sarasota called 941. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. most, our main focus is being able to get other veterans together to be able to like-minded Army, Navy, Coast Guard, whatever, you know, just to bring awareness to the situations and how to help and support each other. If we, let's, let's talk about the platform men, stop expecting so much that we have to handle everything on our own and just reach out for a little bit of help, it will, it will start changing the viewpoint of everything that's going on around us. Own your space. Act and perform the way that you want to act or perform. You can dress however the heck you want to act or dress, but what comes out of your mouth and the things that you do have to align with your vision. Because the minute you start going off skew, nobody's going to take you serious. Nobody's going right. to take you serious. You can look like a, a fool, but... If, if as long as you're if what you're saying and what you're doing align, you're good. You're good. So as I guess bringing it all back as a black male in this in, in America today, 
we need to start acting the way that we want to be portrayed mm-hmm. and then start talking it, whatever it is. You don't have to let political um, stances dictate who you are. Right. I, I never talk politics at all. I, I, I can't stand talking politics because people get weird. Oh, you think this? No, no, man. We just had a beer together like two days ago. Now you're gonna like now you know that I'm something else and not what you expect of me. What? What? It doesn't change yeah. who I am. It doesn't change my heart. You know. But I'm. But people don't know that because of the way that I, my vision, is supported by my actions and my speaking. <laughs> so. No, I love that. I think that's. Um, have you ever seen that? kind of like diagram you can search it on google uh, for anyone that's listening if you just look kind of like above the line or below the line you know and there's a line and people above the line are victors and they take responsibility and they don't blame people that are below the line right they are they're pointing the finger they're blaming others they're they're passing judgment they're not taking responsibility um and i kind of feel like at the end of the day if if more and more people were just taking responsibility for their actions, like you're saying, being an integrity with their word, with who they are and how they show up so that their word and their behavior are aligned. Like you said, if you want to be better, you got to do better. Uh, the world be a lot, a lot better place, I think, in many regards. But I think there's a lot of finger pointing, a lot, a lot of judgment, which I agree that when it comes to politics, it's just, it's, it's judging people and people are immediately unfriending people because... Yeah you know, of their political affiliation. It's, it's kind of like we're six, year old, six years old again, and it's a little sad. <clears throat> um, I think that's the key to what you're doing, the key to what I'm doing, which I think the world needs more of, which is just bringing people together through loving each other, through humility and service versus what we're not getting or, um, you know, how we're a victim to this or that, you know, so... I love what you're doing. And I think that's, it's the world needs, like I said, a lot more of it. So I really appreciate it. In, in terms of, um, you know, if people are inspired by, I'm sure they're inspired by what you're saying, but if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to possibly have you be a, a keynote speaker, um, do any type of corporate training, whatever that might happen, how can people get in touch with you? The easiest way at this point is going to be Facebook and Instagram, yeah. Facebook at Burroughs Motivation. Same thing with Instagram. And then you can also check out some snippets of different thoughts that I have um, as far as, as training and, and inspiration uh, on YouTube. YouTube at Burroughs Motivation as well. So Easy enough. Easy enough. Well, in, in closing, um, what do you feel like is just, I mean, we've talked about your model several times, but what would be kind of a closing thought that you think is just really important if someone were just needing to take one little nugget away from everything that we've been talking about? Because we've talked about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> What do you feel like is the the key to just making sure that you're happy and making progress and, you know, you're in alignment with, like you said, you're doing and you're being, what do you feel like is one of those things that you'd, you'd offer to them? In, in your, your situation that you're in right now and your past, didn't, they don't define who you are and your future. I've, 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 I have been through some, I could have been that angry black man. I could have been the, the, the guy that just, you know, just goes off the handle because life has dealt me a crap hand. You know, I don't, I, I, I do have kids. I don't get to see my kids, but there's a different story in and of itself, but it's not because I'm not who I say I am. My, 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 my walk and my talk match. Um, and, and, your situations, your past, people are always going to try to bring that stuff up against you to keep you where, you know, where you are, because they don't want to see you advance, even though they say they do. Um, don't buy into that. Don't buy into it. I, I, it separates yourself from the masses. It gets lonely, expect it. But when you do that, that's when you step into the sunshine. That's when you hit your day in, in, in your day in the spotlight. It's going to take a lot of effort. It's not going to be instantaneous. Remember, 14 to 19, 2014 to 2019, five years plus some, you know, before I started really catching my groove and realizing all that stuff that I was going through wasn't meant for me. It's meant for this time right now. 
It's meant for me being able to share and uplift and motivate and inspire and show somebody, you know what? This guy's kind of ugly, but he done been through some stuff. And that means I can do it too. And you know what? It's true. You can. If you get up every stinking morning, that means you still have a chance. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if yesterday sucked. I mean, it's it worst day ever. You still have a chance. You still have an opportunity. It just takes a decision. And once you take that decision, then you start surrounding yourself with people that can help you make that happen. That's mm. ultimately how you get to wherever you're going to go. So. I love it. I love it. Ultimately, your past does not equal your future, right? Mm close yeah i love it i love it well sean thank you we could keep talking for hours i'm sure but uh we'll we'll, we'll wrap up for now and we'll do it again soon but uh thank you for your time thanks for your your wisdom and your humility and the service that you're doing just in being the man you're doing being the man that you're being and just letting that light ripple out because it's it really is motivating and i'm so hopeful that people will you know, listen to this podcast and then follow you at Burroughs Motivation on Instagram or connect with you on Facebook or reach out to you because um, the world needs more people like you. So thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me as always on the Johnny King show. I hope you really enjoyed this, this episode. It, like I said, if you just took one nugget from all the things that Sean shared, um, then this will be worth your time. And until we meet again, uh, thanks for listening have a great day. And I want to thank you so much for listening to the Johnny King show. And Hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.